great to be in the house of the Lord together in this festive time of the year. Although there's all sorts of different circumstances, we give glory to God for being able to be gathered here and rejoicing in this time. I'd like to first give reading to, to the word this evening, and then I will ask you to be seated. I'm going to be reading from the book of Luke, chapter 2, beginning with verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Amen. Be seated. Having grown up in church, we've probably heard this passage read dozens of times, if not more. We hear the verses recited by our kids' choir as they sing their programs. We even see our young ones dressed as these shepherds and uh, angels and uh, when they put on the, the plays for the holidays. But growing up, I always had a couple questions around this passage. And the first was, why did God decide to announce his arrival to shepherds? Of all the ways that the Savior of the world could have decided to announce his birth or his coming into the world, why did he choose the shepherds? Well, one of the first reasons is because it represents all of us. Let me explain. The shepherds were the common man of that day. They had no particular significance in society. They weren't noblemen. They were just regular people struggling with the elements of weather, hot days and cold nights. They were living out in the fields just as we're living and conducting our lives in the fields and the marketplaces of this world. These were men that would have had to figure out what to eat and how to provide for their families. They would have constantly be threatened by unforeseen events and circumstances. For them, it would have been wild beasts, uh, thieves, robbers, sickness. But we as well are faced with a lot of uncertainty, right? We face dangers of all kinds, sicknesses, all sorts of circumstances. And in that day, wealth was equated to flock size. So these men were focused on increasing and protecting their wealth and livelihoods. In the book of Job, it tells us that Job possessed 7,000 sheep, right? The bigger your herd and flock, the wealthier you were. Just like them, all of us are focused on protecting and increasing 
our salaries, our wealth, and our livelihoods. These shepherds signify us. It represents all of us here. But these shepherds were keeping watch over their flocks by night. That's the first verse that we read. Why? Well, because they had no time of peace. They constantly had to be anxious and vigilant. They never knew when danger or a wild beast would strike their flock. They had to always be on watch. And I think it perfectly describes the condition of the human heart even today. Even at night, we're anxious. We're worried. We're not at peace. And especially in this season of 2020, this couldn't be more accurate for some of us. We're anxious. We have a fear of losing our health, of a virus. We have a fear of losing our jobs or of losing our livelihoods. We're dealing with feelings of worthlessness. We're feeling stuck, maybe trapped in our homes, lacking connection. Emotionally, we're feeling drained. And a recent study which really struck me was that during this pandemic, one in four young adults from ages 18 to 24 thought seriously about committing suicide. We're emotionally drained. Spiritually, a lot of us are struggling. Our hearts are anxious. And just like the shepherds, we're constantly in a state of watch, constantly being concerned about our problems, even at night. So God, the Savior of the world, decides to announce his coming to shepherds. Why? Because it represents the state of all our hearts. The second reason was that it represents the future ministry of Christ. You see, in Isaiah 40, verse 11, it tells us that he will tend the flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, he will carry them in his bosom, and gently lead them, those that are young. Christ represents the shepherd. Psalm 23, in verse 1, tells us that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Word of God describes Christ as the Lamb of God. These shepherds were watching over sheep, over lamb. The Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world. His death would do away with the need for sacrificial lambs. His resurrection would make it possible for all of us to be fully restored in our relationship to God. His life makes it possible to experience true peace. So in this time of uncertainty, an angel appeared in the darkness for these shepherds, for all of us. An angel appeared in the darkness and said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Whatever darkness you find yourself in currently, I give you the same message that the angel gave the shepherds. Do not be afraid. Do not be anxious. The Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. And although he came as a baby in the manger, we sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. 
He's able to bring peace to our hearts and our souls, even in the darkness that we might find ourselves in. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 5, it says, The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us that Jesus is peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, for, us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What are you facing today? What is your darkness that you find yourself in? What are you wrestling with today? No matter what you're facing, the process begins with us turning back to God. The Bible tells us that Jesus is peace. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 14, it says, He himself is our peace. Where are you looking for comfort today? Where are you seeking help to your problems? Jesus calls you into his peace. In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I think one of my favorite verses of this whole passage was the response of the shepherds. They were in their darkness. They were overwhelmed by the glory of God, seeing the angel telling them the good news and proclaiming the good news to them. And verse 16 in Luke chapter 2 tells us, So they hurried off and went to find Mary, Joseph, and the baby. See, they wasted no time in going to see the Prince of Peace. They wasted no time in going to see the Prince of Peace. When you find yourself in your darkness, in your struggle, in your circumstance, let's take that example from these shepherds. Waste no time in going to the Prince of Peace. In the midst of your darkness, your circumstance, your anxieties, don't delay. Don't delay in coming back and calling out to the Prince of Peace. And after, what did they do? When they went, they saw Jesus. They went and they spread the news. They told everybody else. It says, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Once we experience this, we're heavy laden, we're burdened, we're in our darkness and our circumstance, run to Jesus. Don't delay to run to Jesus. And afterwards, reach out to somebody next to you. When I heard that statistic that one in four young adults thought about suicide during this time, there's a lot of people that are hurting, a lot of people that are spiritually struggling that need to know the peace, the Prince of Peace. And it's on us to deliver that. On November the 18th, 
At about 2 a.m. in the morning, my wife and I found ourselves in the hospital room at Beaumont Royal Oak, having gone two weeks past her due date and waiting for our baby girl to arrive. We were in the process of having my wife be induced to deliver. And uh, my wife was not responding very well to the induction medication. And in fact, uh, the stronger her contractions got, the lower the heart rate of our baby became. The contractions became stronger and stronger, and the heart rate of our baby dropped from the 130s, from those of you that are medical professionals here, down to the 50s, down to the 60s. We had a team of medical experts rushed into the room, and you know they tried to reverse the contractions, gave my wife a concoction of all sorts of relaxants to, to slow the, the contractions and to help relax and stabilize the heart rate of the baby. They gave her this medication, put us under all sorts of monitoring, and left the room. So there I was at about 2 a.m. in the morning, holding my wife's hand. The baby's heart rate keeps moving up and down, not yet stabilized to where we think it's going to be good. So we decide to pray. In our circumstance, in our darkness, we sought the Prince of Peace. We started praying and being that it was November 18th, I opened the Bible on my phone to Psalm 18. And I want to read you just a few verses that we read that night. Psalm 18 and verse 1. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I called, I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The heart rate still didn't stabilize. A team of doctors came in and said it's time to do an emergency section. At this time, my wife and I were at peace, knowing that we prayed, we asked God to intervene. At about 4.30 in the morning, uh, we're scrubbed in, we're in the emergency room, the doctors perform the C-section procedure, and they tell us that there was a cord wrapped around the baby's neck. It shouldn't have been a surprise because the word of God told us that. It said, the cords of the grave were coiled around me. The cords of death entangled me. And it was such a testimony to us that in our circumstance and in any trial we have, God has perfect timing. The Prince of Peace is there to deliver us. The, the verse literally said, he is my deliverer. We are in the delivery room and he was our deliverer. Who is your Prince of Peace? Who do you call in the middle of your circumstance? If you don't yet have their relationship with Jesus to know that in the dark hours of the night you can call to him and know for a certainty that he will answer and deliver you, I ask you this season, don't delay. As the shepherds, hurry off and find the Prince of Peace. I pray that Jesus may be your peace in this time of trouble 
guarding your soul with peace and ruling as the prince of peace in your heart, as 2 Thessalonians 3 and 16 tells us. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. Personally, like the shepherds ran to Jesus and then spread the word, I am now sharing my word of thanksgiving to the church for your prayers and for God for delivering us. We have a healthy baby girl at home, no issues whatsoever, and we praise the Lord. My wife is recovering wonderfully, and uh, we're hoping to be here for our dedication on the 27th of December. So thank you, Lord. We praise Jesus, and all glory goes to the Prince of Peace. Thank you, and we love you. Amen. Amen.